You hear the Altoids. They're opening up. That means Nick Rucker's back with the cinnamon addiction. He hasn't been delivered yet, but we're still... <laughs> you could hear it perfect, like, when it first started. You could hear it opening up. Back again. There you go. Get you some more. Back again like he never left because he, he didn't because he also works here. So, uh, hey, if this is your first time listening, you picked a very random podcast to listen to for the first time. You but. But thank you, bro. It's real smooth. Yeah, it's, it's a. You think Amanda's listening? Yeah, well, she does. So, hello, Amanda, wife, love of my life. Uh, thanks for whoever listens to this, uh, whether it be my wife or whoever else. Uh, we've got a few a few fans that that tune in every week, and uh, we're glad to have you uh, today. I don't have. You know what it is, dude? I'm I'm sleepy today, so I don't have as much. I've got more of a chill vibe. But you know that happens. It's your birthday. Today is my birthday. You were gonna get, you weren't gonna tell people it's your birthday. Nah, man. Nah, man. Nah. So nah. maybe everybody give you shout out. Well, they may not listen to it on the day that it comes out. So then, and I don't even know if the day this comes out if it'll be on my birthday. So my birthday is in the proximity of when this podcast is released. So my cash app name is <laughs> my Venmo name is uh, if you want to make any donations. No, but we're back with uh, Saint Nicholas the first. We should get your dad in here to do some of these. Uh, the senior, Nick, hmm. Nick Senior. But we are in our our journey through Mark. If you've been listening, thank you so much for doing so. I hope you've been blessed by. It. I know we have. Today we are in Mark chapter six, verses thirty through forty-four. Does that sound about right to you? That is correct. Okay, so Nick, I'm gonna give you the floor if you will. Read today's text and then just share with us briefly what God has spoke to you through that text. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, uh, as I began last time, I appreciate you for having me on. Of course. Um, you know, not sure how um, involved this will be, but, you know, whether it be my Sunday morning messages or, um, or anything for that matter, I like to keep things simple and I like to kind of go straight to the, to the core of what's being uh, spoken or what's being said. And so um, I'm going to do the same thing when it comes to to this podcast today and with this passage. Um, first of all, I'm going to read it, and then I'll kind of share a couple of things that kind of stands out to me, if that's cool. Yes, sir. Um, the passage I've been given is Mark 6, verses 30 through 44, and it's about it's a very popular, very famous story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And it says... The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves and a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, You give them something to eat. They said to him, That would take more than half a year's wages. Are we, to, are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? 
How many loaves do you have? He asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. That's a lot of people. I do want to say before you dive into your point, um, in verse 35, when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, it's late. We need to get rid of these people. Right. I felt that when he said that. So you felt that? When it gets late, I'm like, Amanda, it's time to get rid of folks. It's, it's 830, <laughs> baby. It's time to send them home. Hey, hey, you, you'd be surprised. It just made me feel that encouraged people. that the disciples also wanted to get rid of people when it got late. So a lot of people, when they're at church, they don't they don't want to be there because, you know, they kind of made it about themselves. So yeah. they're trying to get out of there. Yeah, Never I mind people so. trying to be fed. You're right. But, um, but anyway, when I, when I read this, um, the thing that jumps out to me the most is that there are two sides. Uh, to this uh, story here. There are two sides to consider at least. The side of the disciples and the, and the side of the people. You know, firstly the disciples. Um, you know, if you, if you look at the story, they're all in their heads. And I think we all can get heady. And I'm one of those people that I can get real caught between my ears. And things have to be strategic. Things have to be logical. Things have to, mm-hmm. have to make sense. Mm-hmm. And that's what the disciples were. They were looking at things that could be seen and observed like the time of day that it was and you know they're looking in terms of um, how much it's going to cost to feed these people but they wanted to stay surface level it's easy to be in your head a lot of times especially when it comes to dealing with people it's a lot easier to send them away to do something because it's so detached but Jesus didn't want them in their head he was trying to get them in their heart you see he talks about when we look at this story, we saw how he gathered everyone together and they all sat down. That represents a personal touch to me. That represents, okay, this I'm getting ready to engage with you. I'm not just going to give you physical food. I'm not going to give you something just to tie you over that way. I'm going to actually take care of your heart mm-hmm. as well. And so um, you see them feeding them personally. Jesus is like, hey, you feed them. You know, it kind of speaks to me, like in ministry, I can only speak from that perspective how, you know, so many people, you know, and, and you can attest to this, so many people come to us because of all titles and they're wanting us to do things in terms of taking care of people, feeding people when scripture says that we're all ministers. Yeah. You know, so I kind of feel what Jesus is saying, like, you go feed them. Like, in other words, the need is there. You see the need. Right. Go meet the need. It's not just up, up for us to do it. And the reason I think he's getting them to do this so that they can be a part of the ministry and part of the miracle that's about to take place. Mm -hmm. Most importantly, uh, what I see here is that, you know, um, asking them to feed them personally was going to require a piece of them, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, the kingdom is for us, but it's also meant to grow us. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's always a cost that's going to be involved in the kingdom of God is always going to be a cost involved yeah. in ministry. Right. And so that's the first side is that is the disciples. The second side is the people. It says, you know, 
the disciples brought up the fact that it's going to cost a lot. That's pretty much where they're coming from. Yeah. They're saying, hey, it's getting late. In other words, we ain't got time to deal with these people now. But, you know, that I, I think that's ironic because they're talking to Jesus. Not only is he the son of God, but he's also God who stands outside of time. Right. He's not pressured. He's not rushed. He's not finicky. He's not caught off guard by these situations. He's completely in control. Mm-hmm. And he knew what needed to take place at this moment. But they're looking at all of these um, these these surface-level situations, but not knowing that the disciples were, not knowing what the people were. And see, when I, when I think about the people in here, what comes to me is the fact that they didn't even know that there was a, a issue with time. They weren't even thinking on that level. They... They had, at this point, they had no, well, they never knew, according to, uh, when we read the scripture, there's not, there's not, never indication that tells us that these people ever knew that there's going to be a food shortage there. Right. You know, just this little bit of food that was supposed to feed all of them. And, um, but that speaks to a shortage. And the way that that speaks to my heart is, is that there are people that don't even know that they have a need for God, mm. but that does not stop God from meeting that need before we know that there's actually a need present. Yeah. And with these people, like I said, he was there to take care of an issue that they didn't even know existed. Mm. They, they, he was there to take care of an issue, pretty much pausing time for them to take care of them, although they were just there. Yeah. And so um, the, the bottom line for this story, if I can... If I can say anything about this is that, um, you know, there there are people in this world who understand, look, I need, even if they don't know it's God that they need, they know they need somebody. Mm-hmm. And for those that says, I need God, it's like they know they need him. But then there are others who they don't know they need him at all or they don't feel that they need him. Right. But the bottom line for this story is that God is going to be there to take care of the needs of people for those who knows that they need him the most. Mm-hmm. And for those that feels that they need him the least, yeah, well, and, and they never even knew that that there, like you said, it was a food shortage. Nope, nope. All they knew is that they got fed. That's the, all they knew is that they got fed. I mean, but, but I mean that 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 shows you the heart of God towards us, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be something that we're even aware of, yeah. which speaks to the thing. And you know, when something starts to happen, we start to complain, or we start to feel like if we don't talk about it. God is not going to hear us. Right. But the thing is, I mean, you've heard it said before how God is working when we're sleeping. Yeah. Well, God is also healing and performing miracles even when we don't know that right. something's broken. It wasn't like Jesus. It wasn't like Jesus went out and was like, "I will. Ch- I have fed you. You are welcome. Right. I have made it so that we have enough food. I mean, if anybody got credit for it, it was probably the disciples. Right. You know, and they actually were the ones that were trying to get out of it. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Isn't that what church literally is? We get credit for stuff that God did. That God does. All all we did is get in the way. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's, that's that. I mean, that's that's kind of the, the core of it for me mm-hmm. is that because, honestly, I can only speak from the perspective of being in ministry. Sure. You know, because it brings up a question for me. I mean, especially since uh, COVID and, you know, kind of how culture has started to lean. The question to me is, like, how do you minister to people? about God and tell them about God and they they don't even feel that they need him at all. Right. They don't feel that there is a need, period. They don't feel like there's any discrepancy there. Mm-hmm. And the answer to that is they don't have to know. 
that God is faithful and he's gracious and he's going to take care of the need even if they don't know it is yeah. one. And so wow. that's kind of what that's kind of what I pull out of that story is um, just got to be able to look at the two sides and then not only look at the two sides of it, but to see if you were to insert yourself in the story, which one would you where would you fall? Right. Would you be more like the disciples, you know, keeping everything surface level, trying to cross your T's and dot your I's and kind of low-key get out of what so God is asking you to do. I mean, it was too late. We don't got enough money and we don't got enough food. Right. Like, it was like not enough resources, not enough money, and not enough time. But think about it. Like, how many, and I know I am, I was a lot of time, I am right where the disciples are. Mm-hmm. But then there are times to where I can be so self-sufficient to where I feel like there's not a need. Yeah. And so... That's what I ask the listeners is where, where do you find yourself? What do you resonate the most with, the disciples or the people? They didn't even clean up after themselves. They, they, nope. they ate and were satisfied, and then the disciples went and picked up the trash. And they were extra. Extra. And see, that's a whole that's a whole another lesson in and of itself that they There's go a lot from in not text. having enough yeah. or thinking they didn't have enough to having leftovers yeah. to the point to where – it was enough to feed more and more and more and more and more. Yeah, and you know, and what's interesting is you. Um, <laughs> sometimes at the coffee shop that I work at, you know, if there's a drink that we really like, we'll make it a little bit, we'll overmake the drink just a little bit, you know, like just barely, just so that there's like a little bit left, just so like I mean, I want a little bit of that drink. It's like one of my favorite drinks, you know, so I want right. a little bit of that coffee right. or whatever. Right. And uh, but you know, when Jesus performed this miracle, he knew how much he needed to make. He made extra on purpose. Which is kind of funny to me, just so the disciples would get the point. Absolutely, that they had more than what they even. Wow, that's really good. Did. Yeah, so funny, awesome, man. This is really good. I think there's so many good takeaways um, from this story. So yeah, uh, pick up your trash, though, man. That's the big. That's what the biggest thing that I got from it was just you know what I'm saying. After you get it eaten, throw your trash away. It's not hard. It's not hard. Just throw it away, man. I'm trying to teach my five year old how to do that. Don't leave a mess and let somebody and expect somebody to clean it up. Yeah, we can take different ways, sideways, so, real quick. so sideways, real quick. <laughs> yeah, but are you? Do you relate to the disciples, or do you relate to the people that were eating the multitude, the five thousand? All right, thanks so much, bro. Anything else? Nope. All right, thank you guys for listening. Hope you're enjoying. We're gonna get Nick back tomorrow, and we're gonna finish off chapter six. I hope you're enjoying it. Y'all have a great day. <laughs>